Welcome to another Scamshare podcast from Trading Standards Scotland. In the lead up to Christmas, Trading Standards Scotland are running an anti-counterfeiting campaign through which we aim to give consumers guidance on how to avoid unwittingly buying counterfeit products online and to highlight the dangerous and unhygienic aspects of the industry. In this podcast, we're going to focus on toys. With more shopping being done online this year, and with more people dealing with tighter budgets, we've asked some experts to provide consumers with guidance and top tips to help them buy toys safely online this Christmas and to avoid potentially dangerous fakes. We're delighted to be joined by representatives from the British Toy and Hobby Association, the Society of Chief Officers of Trading Standards in Scotland, Scots, and Snapdragon, who will all introduce themselves now before we start our discussion. Hello, I'm Jerry Burney. I'm Head of Compliance at the BCHA. Hi, I'm Natasha Crooks. I'm the Director of Public Affairs at the British Toy and Hobby Association. Hello, my name's Stephen Brown. I've been appointed by the Society of Chief Officers of Trading Standards in Scotland as the lead person to do with intellectual property issues in Scotland uh, and I work for Trading Standards. Good morning, I'm Rachel Jones. I'm the head dragon at Snapdragon, which fights fakes online. We also run the consumer site Bogus Buster to help consumers avoid scams. Thanks everyone. The first question, which I'll ask Jerry first, is what should consumers look for when they're buying toys online this Christmas and how can they recognise quality toys? If you're buying from a high street retailer, you can obviously see the toy, but if you're buying online, uh, then it's much more difficult. Uh, People need to look at who they're buying from, who the seller is. Uh, If they're buying a branded toy from the brand, then Um, that's likely to be the lowest risk. But if they're buying the same branded toy from an unknown seller, and particularly if it's a lot cheaper, there's more of a chance that it's either not genuine or or a counterfeit item. Uh, In particular for us, we've found that um, the highest risk is from third-party sellers who are often supplying them the toys directly from outside Europe. And many of the toys we purchase have been of low-quality non-conformant with legislation, counterfeit, or just dangerous for for children to play with. So I think people need to be very careful when they're selecting the the seller. Once they purchase the toy, um, we would advise that they look, that they're labelled correctly, um, so that the um, CE mark is there, a UK or European address, and relevant warnings. And in some cases, you'll find a line mark that um, British Toy Hobby association members use and then finally we'd advise people to unpack the toy with their child and check it when it is delivered and if they have any doubts at all um, to consider returning the toy or contacting the seller. Okay thanks Jerry Um, and can I ask Stephen the same question uh, from a trading standards perspective? Yes I think you have to look at the source I mean if the toy it's so popular that it's not available in the high street when you can actually from the, the kind of the proper high street websites uh, and it's available somewhere else, as uh, Jerry had said there, at a reduced price. Maybe you've got to look at 
are you going to be getting the genuine eye article? Because obviously, if it is coming from abroad, it's maybe a lot harder to return. And what, what I would say as well is, if you do have concerns about the goods, once you actually get them and they don't match maybe the description, it's something that you should maybe consider flagging up to trading standards through Advice Direct Scotland, through either their website or on their, their helpline, which is 0808. 164-6000 and it would be passed on to Trading Standards to maybe have a wee look more into it for intelligence but I would just caution people just to be wary when they are buying goods sometimes from sources that they're maybe not fully aware of before if it's a, a website that maybe has not got maybe good reviews uh, along these lines I would say. Okay, thanks, Stephen. Um, and can I come to Rachel with the same question? I would just reiterate what the others said. Absolutely. Um, but one of the key things I think to note is that no brand will ever supply directly from their factory. So if this is the message from one of the third party sellers, don't believe it. And just going back to what Jerry and Stephen were saying, be very cautious. Try and buy from the brand if you can, or from a high street name online or offline. Thanks, Rachel. So the next question, um, I'll come to Stephen first for this one. And it is, what might consumers not be aware of when it comes to counterfeit toys? And have you seen any particularly notable examples of dangerous products being sold online? To be honest, I would say that due to the restrictions where goods, I mean, I think a lot of the issues are maybe, as people had said there, uh, goods being bought directly from other websites and are maybe being kind of imported. I think a lot of the big quantities are maybe stopped now at the borders and um, we become aware of notifications. I would say locally in Scotland, I'm not really aware of any large quantities of counterfeit or unsafe toys being seized uh, by trading standards. But what I would be concerned about is that maybe consumers are not aware if they're buying, obviously if they're being, buying stuff by PayPal, they've got protections. But if you're buying from normal credit cards, your details that you're providing are maybe being harvested by traders. And I actually had an example of how consumers' details had actually been abused because I had a complaint where a member of the public bought what they thought were genuine Ugg boots. And what actually happened was the website that she bought them from actually stole her details and set up another website utilising her contact details, her name, her address, and her mobile phone number. And then they started supplying further counterfeit goods. And in the future, she was actually getting harassed because that information was available at that time through Nominet, uh, and it started causing her a lot of kind of problems. So much so that uh, she actually moved to one of the Western Isles. So I think consumers should bear in mind that if they're buying products from sources that they're not sure about, be careful what means of payment you use, because ultimately uh, it may be, it doesn't happen there and then, but your details could be utilised in the future for some sort of fraudulent means. Okay, thanks, Stephen. Um, some really good advice there about shopping online. If I could ask the same question to Natasha from the British Town Hobby Association. 
Yeah, so my advice for consumers to be aware of is that um, counterfeits will be very much linked to unsafe product. So not every counterfeit will be unsafe, but there's a much higher risk of them being unsafe. And people who make counterfeit items are trying to maximize the profit. They're trying to rip you off and they're trying to rip off the brand who invested in the first place. Um, And in order for them to maximize that profit, they won't be investing in the best quality materials. They won't be investing in anybody within their company who knows anything about how to make toys safely. And ultimately, they will just be trying to make it as cheaply as possible in order to make the maximum amount of money. So um, I really do think that, you know, something that you don't really think about when you're looking at um, potentially buying a counterfeit is that actually you could also be buying something that's very poor quality or unsafe. And I think, you know, there's there's just the other side of this is that a lot of UK companies, UK brands are investing in you know, they're investing in the UK, they're investing in designers and people and employing people in the UK. And then someone is coming along and stealing their design and stealing all of that investment that they've made. Um, And so I think, you know, the other side of this is that there is an unseen consequence, which is that, um, you know, it's also sort of ripping off the companies and, and ripping off the UK economy at the same time. Thanks, Natasha. Rachel, have Snapdragon seen any particular examples of dangerous toys online or is there anything else you would add that consumers might not be aware of? Thank you. I absolutely agree and concur with everything that has has been said. Um, I think from our point of view is we see a lot of unsafe toys and it's the safety aspects of things, which I think people don't think about, as the others have said, when they're buying online. But also, toys are meant for enjoyment. And as Natasha was saying earlier on, the problem with who has made those toys is something which the purchaser should really be thinking about because they've been made in the cheapest possible way and often not in an ethical manner at all. And the other problem is, of course, that counterfeits are often funding illicit trade. So one doesn't really want to think about the fact that one's Christmas shopping is funding all sorts of illicit trade. Uh, So really one should buy, always buy genuine. As well as counterfeits, I think all of the advice that everybody's already given is, is useful from the point of view of just being careful about safety online um, altogether. I know we're concentrating here on on counterfeit toys, but actually you do get a lot of generic toys, especially on third-party sellers on online marketplaces. Um, And we've found some particularly dangerous toys on those. We've done a test at the BTHA. We've been testing toys on third-party websites for two years. The most recent test has found that 86% were were illegal and um, so they didn't meet the requirements in the UK and 60% were unsafe and some of the problems that we found we would particularly warn consumers to be careful of magnetic toys if a magnet is used in a toy it should be encased in something that's big enough that a child can't swallow it and it also be re- really robust and the reason for that is so that the magnets can't come loose or shouldn't be sold loose um, because small children might put them in their mouths and if they swallow more than one then obviously they can join together and they would require surgery to to remove. And we've also found soft plush, like soft toys, where the stuffing um, is easily accessed um, and obviously a small child could put that in their mouth. We've also seen... So all toys that have got um, a battery compartment, that battery should be locked away so a child can't get access. And we found toys that don't have that lockable battery compartment. And again, that's dangerous if they're small coin batteries because they can actually burn the esophagus if they're swallowed. And then the other thing is toys that don't meet 
the age requirement. So they might be advertised, for example, as suitable for a baby in the image, the images of a baby, but then actually they come and they've got a, a not suitable for naught to three warning. So we would just say that, you know, look at the toys, as, look at the images, look at the description, make sure that there's good English is a is a good denoter of whether this person kind of is used to selling into the UK market and, and therefore do they know what requirements are, are, are here in the UK and make sure that they've got a kind of UK or EU address because that's much more easy to trace and send back if you're not happy and make sure that the image matches the description of the toy. Um, I think they're just some general points that people might want to take on when they're looking for, for good quality safe toys. Uh, some of the things Natasha has said, they're easy for consumers to assess themselves. But we've also found high levels of restricted chemicals. And if you purchase a toy, you're never going to be able to assess that yourself. So I would emphasize that being careful what you're buying in the first place is um, also important, as well as assessing it when you when you do get it home. So just be aware of that. Thanks very much. Um, so I think that leads us quite nicely into the next question, which is centred around the fact that for a lot of people this year, budgets are going to be a lot tighter than usual and they'll be more keen to look for good bargains online. So what advice would you give consumers to help them avoid potentially dangerous counterfeit toys if they are looking to find a bargain? It's a very good question. I think Buying from reputable sites is absolutely key. And always checking back against perhaps the brand site with the colour and the spec of whatever the toy is that you are wanting to buy. Because we often see fakes, counterfeits and rip-offs being a slightly different colour, a slightly different size. And the third-party seller suggesting that, you know, it's old stock, new stock, special Thanksgiving deal, whatever it is. So I think know what you're looking for. Absolutely do your research first. And if you are particularly anxious, um, then you can always use a site such as bogusbuster.org into which you can put a product or a site that you're worried about and somebody will assess it for you and come back to you quickly, letting you know whether it's a genuine product or not. So I would always say to people then when you're looking at a product, pause, sniff for a scam and proceed with caution. Thanks, Rachel. Stephen, you touched on safe shopping online before. Is there any further advice that you have to help consumers shop safely and avoid counterfeits? What I would say as well is it's maybe worth check maybe the website, as Rachel had said there as well. Check to see if there's any reviews. I mean, maybe through Trustpilot or whatever, because in trading standards, lots of people uh, always, after the effect, find that the website they bought things from are not as genuine as they thought they were, first of all. And the number of people actually come back to us afterwards to say, uh, oh, I wish I'd checked up about that before. So I think it's do, do a bit of, your, as Rachel said as well, do a bit of your homework before you actually buy that product. I mean, at the moment, it's not really a toy, but there's so, so much a demand just now for PS5s that if some place has got a website that's going to be able to supply them very, very quickly, you must call into question, is that website maybe genuine or not? Uh, I mean, at the moment, I think all the big retailers like Argos and Game and other premises like that are they've got the backlogs and you've got to sign up for an alert for the products coming back into stock. So question yourself if that product is available somewhere else quite readily at maybe at such a good price. Is the product actually genuine or is it just 
a, a fraudulent website because there may be there may be some of them in the future. Just adding to that as well, it's always very sensible to always be buying from a, sh a shop online which has HTTPS with the S on the end because that demonstrates it's a secure site. And if you find yourself getting an email from somebody saying, oh, we've suddenly got such and such in stock, forward the email to yourself before you click on it so that you can see the sender's address because it's very easy for um, illicit traders to create an email which looks like it might be genuine. But when you see then that the sender's address is anything but genuine, it would be you know, a good sign that you shouldn't be clicking on that link or proceeding. So you just need to kind of look like you're going to forward it and then the address will come up that it's come from. You can have a look at it and think, actually, I'm not going to buy from that person because that does not look like the right kind of brand email address that I should be believing in. That's great. Thanks very much both. Um, and can I ask the same question to Jerry now? What kind of advice would you give consumers to help them shop safely? I think the biggest thing that we found at the BTHA is purchasing from third-party sellers. So if you're on some of the bigger platforms uh, where there's a choice of brands and known companies and then there's a lot of third-party sellers that maybe are less known, maybe selling more generic toys or maybe selling counterfeit toys, they're the highest risk. Sometimes the addresses are obscured, so they're not really clear when you're looking at their seller information. They're definitely not a UK or European address, so you have less chance to go back to them if anything is wrong. And sometimes when you do go to purchase, the delivery time is quite long. It might be several weeks instead of next day that you might buy some of the branded lines from. In that case, you may well be self-importing a toy, and therefore it, it will not be assessed and it may well not meet any European or UK standards and, and we think in our opinion they're the highest risk area. Could I add something on the tighter budgets? I would say that this year particularly it would be worth consumers looking around now. Obviously with COVID there will be more demand online and less courier slots and then there might be a rush as depending on you know what happens with different areas being in different tiers of restriction. And so I would definitely say that, you know, try to shop early so that you can shop around and you have a choice of reputable places to go to buy your toys this year. So don't leave yourself until the last minute where you really don't have much choice and then you have to purchase from wherever you see the toy. Black Friday is never just a Friday in the toy industry. Um, Black Friday lasts at least a week and you'll see um, deals running up to Christmas. They're, they're, you know, it's incredibly competitive for all toy retail. So you can shop around and get a deal, but still shop with a reputable company. You don't have to rely on those third party sellers. So I just say, you know, use this competitive time of the year, but make sure that you're still going to someone who's going to be there should you have a problem and you need to take your toy back. Thanks everyone. So there's been so much good advice already. Our last question is that if you could give consumers one top tip to help them buy toys safely online this Christmas, what would it be? It might be hard to choose just one, um, but I'll ask Stephen first. I would say probably the top tip would be do your homework, shop around and be careful where you're purchasing the products from and hopefully everybody has a happy Christmas and a safe Christmas. Thanks Stephen. Rachel, what would your top tip be? My top tip is to pause and think before you click.
Brilliant, thank you. And Jerry and Natasha, I don't know if you, you both want to come in on this. I think my top tip would be be careful of going for the cheapest price. I know this year in particular, people won't have the money to, to spend, but if it looks too good to be true, it possibly is. My top tip would be to avoid overseas third-party sellers on big platforms. They're the highest risk, as we've already discussed. And, you know, you won't be able to take things back if there is a problem, if they're overseas, that's much more difficult. And then I guess my final thing is not a tip, but it's just to say we've been talking about, you know, how to avoid unsafe toys, but just to reassure consumers that the majority of toys that are on the market are you know safe they're made by reputable companies they're sold by reputable sellers um, and they will bring joy to children this christmas so so not to worry too much use the top tips um, but just have a happy christmas well that's a nice positive note to end the podcast on thank you again to all of the participants for such an interesting and useful discussion which has hopefully provided some guidance and tips for anyone looking to buy toys online over the coming weeks. Thanks to Jerry and Natasha from the British Toy and Hobby Association, Stephen from Scots and Rachel from Snapdragon. If you think that you may have purchased a counterfeit toy online or that you've spotted a scam website, report it to Advice Direct Scotland on their free consumer helpline 0808 164 6000 or via their quick reporting tool at scamwatch.scot If you have lost money to an online scam, please report it to Police Scotland on 101. You can find more information about toy safety on the British Toy and Hobby Association's website at www.bthe.co.uk If you're unsure about the legitimacy of an online product, seller or website, you can enter the link at bogusbuster.org and someone will come back to you with an assessment of its trustworthiness. Find out more about our anti-counterfeiting campaign, including short videos and top tips from partner organisations on our website at tscott.co.uk and on our social media channels where you can also sign up to receive our weekly Scamshare Bulletin. Look out for our next podcast, which will be released in the next couple of weeks, where we'll discuss other counterfeit products and how to avoid them this Christmas, with the ACG, Vistalworks and Electrical Safety First. Thank you for listening and shop safely online this Christmas.